0: Did you ever have a a YouTube personality that even though you never really met in real life, you felt totally connected to? Well, somehow about four years ago, a video was recommended to me. I think it's because I was looking at a lot of organizational videos about kids Mm -hmm. since we were going to adopt and we wanted to find out a way to make things more livable in the house. And this woman who lives in Moorcroft, Wyoming, she has nine children. Whoa, that's a lot. I think seven when the YouTube channel started and then two more appeared to the last two girls. Are
1: they adopted kids or biological No, they're all kids?
0: biological. That's uh, a lot of birthing. It is. But she has these great organizational videos and family planning videos and she homeschools all of her kids. She's she she's
1: is that super mom. She's
0: that mom that everyone strives to be with. Definitely. And I will say she's one of those fundamental Christians. She's into preterism, I think it's called. I don't Anyways, know. they believe the revelation already happened and we're living in a post-revelation world. Oh, But what I loved is even though she had a faith that she's very deeply involved in and cared very much about, she never pushed it on her viewers. It was just a matter of fact, like we're Christians, move on. Now here's how I organize my kid's stuff. And people would ask her questions. So she has a few videos where she talks about her faith fully. And she's like, if this isn't for you, that's fine.
1: Don't listen. You don't need
0: to be religious. This doesn't need to speak to you. That's fine. I'm just telling you what, we believe in
1: i like it when it's like that it's like yeah you know, it doesn't have to be for you like this is my belief yeah i believe it and obviously i think it's true and it's right but yeah
0: do and what she, you want she had this amazing just calming voice where right? I'd often put on her her episodes because they'd run like an hour and just of a listen. youtube video yeah and she never monetized she's like i'm not here to monetize i'm just here to share Wow, and an hour? When yeah. did she find the time with nine kids? To- well, she would like record over the entire week, like her homeschooling lessons, like her homeschooling her kids and everything. And then she would just edit together. I, it was not full editing. So I think that's why is that she would just kind of get a whole bunch of footage, put it together and upload it. But I would keep it on at work and it was like having a friend talk to you when I was working. And so every day I would listen to her videos. You connected with her. Yeah, and just, she had just such this calming like she would tell sweet little funny stories about this like thousand person town she lives in. She's like, I just realized I don't know the name of this woman who I've seen for the last four years. And we always catch up. I know the name of her husband and her kids. She's like, That's what? where you need a wingman. Yeah, are like, well, this is my
1: friend Heather. Hi, yeah. I'm Heather. And yeah. you're not, you are? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so just funny things like that. And then She would do sewing tutorials and cooking tutorials and just all this stuff. Yeah. And so she would just film herself as she was doing it. And as I said, it's not great camera work, it's not great editing, but she had such a calming, kind personality. And you saw this family that, even though they didn't have a lot of expensive big things, just loved each other and loved being together and loved their time together. And in June, she started mentioning that there was a slowdown, unfortunately, the videos, because she just wasn't feeling well. She was having acid reflux, and her back was hurting, and she didn't quite know why. I don't think
1: I like where this is going.
0: And then, I guess a week and a half ago, they posted that she was pregnant with baby 10 and had to go to the hospital because she was having extreme pain. And she had gone to a couple ERs, and they couldn't find anything. And finally, the third time, they noticed her gallbladder was enlarged. Okay. So they removed it. But when they removed it, her liver enzymes did not improve, which they thought would. They thought the gallbladder was causing her liver to that was to an, suffer. The cause of the
1: infection or whatever.
0: No. So then they flew her to Colorado because they're in Wyoming, to a specialist. And while they were there, they noticed there was cancerous cells in the gallbladder and the liver. Oh man. Which means that it wasn't the source, and it means that the cancer had already spread.
1: Can you not get cancer of just the gallbladder? Or you the can. Liver?
0: But this turned out to be bile duct cancer. It's a very rare form of cancer and a very aggressive. And because it's so rare and so unseen, the- It's, It's not caught. It's not caught. So she was stage four when they finally found it. No. And she had days to live. And she went within four days of finding out that she had cancer. Lost the baby, had to miscarry, and then died two days after that. And it broke my heart. Because for four years, I've been watching this woman almost every single day i've we messaged a few times because i would ask her questions about some of her organizational things for more details or information and she was always willing to share whatever information she had people would say can i have prayers my mom is sick right now she's like we'll pray for you as a family like she was an overall good person she was and just like a really good person and it broke my heart and i cried over it and bobby cried because he saw me crying and he'd would listen to her videos too because I'd have them on playing in the background. He was forced to. Yeah. And he knew, And then Anna was actually a pen pal to one of her daughters what? for a while. So it was heartbreaking. And when did it, this all go down? Just this last August, right during the Burbank Comedy Festival. Man. It ended, I think, this last week. So she's now in Wyoming. They're having the funeral today in Wyoming. And what I would like is for our listeners, if this touched you, if you think, wow, this dad so the father lost his dad when he was 10 to a heart attack and oh. so he's lost his best friend his wife he knows what his children are experiencing to suddenly yeah. and he and it's just it's it breaks my heart in so many ways some of the older kids are going to have no problem remembering her but she has a baby that's a year old just over a year
1: and that I, oh my goodness
0: the one thing I think is amazing is she did over 600 videos and there are thousands of hours where now her kids can go back and watch how I sewed a backpack, how I made dresses for these girls, how I cooked pot pie, chicken pot pie, you know? There's a
1: documentary. There's a document yeah. of how her love showed for them.
0: And it's it's crazy when you look back. And I always talk about being able to look back and see the, the road. About four months ago, she posted a video, just her talking. It's like 40 minutes long about how to cope when somebody you love dies. She's talking about her mom who died of cancer when her mom was like 56. And they listened to that today at the funeral. For her own words, giving them comfort over how to have acceptance of death. And I thought this woman was so much wiser than we ever realized. And these kids now, even though she's not there and it doesn't replace her being there physically, they'll get to see all of these things. Like the, the dad was kind of, it was very funny, but he was talking on a live stream, he goes, I didn't know how I was going to do laundry. And then one of my kids is like, mom made a video. He's like, and now I got to go back because I realized she made a video for everything, how she shops. And people are like, uh, Tom, you have to check out this video at this time because she talks about where all the clothing for funerals are for the kids up in the attic. So you have to get the clothes down. Oh man. And you sit there and you go, this woman, this, this, at least there's this imprint of a legacy where these kids will be able to know and see forever who she was as a person.
1: And he's not like, he's yeah. alone, but he still has her to yeah, guide. Him. to
0: guide him. It's yeah. kind of incredible that way. So there is a GoFundMe for this family because people were just starting to send him money in the mail and like <laughs> to his PayPal just randomly. She had a PayPal account because people loved her organizational planner so much and ideas. She would put her printouts online and sell them for like $2. You know, like, well, here's my organizational chart. You can download it for two bucks. And so people just started flooding it with money, wow! So a GoFundMe has been created. They do have, I think, over fifty thousand now. But I think it doesn't no, matter it's not going. Yeah,
1: they're still going to need help. Yeah, they're still need help
0: and more. So if you look up Andrea Mills, A N D R E A M I L L S, it's in Wycroft, Wyoming, at uh, Wyoming, excuse me. And if you look it up on GoFundMe, you should be able to find them on YouTube. You should be able to find her, and there's links to the GoFundMe from her YouTube page. Um her website is andreamills.tv though i i kind of think it, it hasn't really been updated she didn't update her website that often but consider sending 10 bucks her way you know every little bit helps every little amount that people spend or send to her is going to help her family you know if, if enough people send just a little bit amount of money that turns into a lot of money
1: completely it all starts with one
0: and it made me hold my kids a little closer made me want to think about how to document parts of our life so that when I go, there's something to remember. I, I've started writing down a cookbook of all the things my kids love and started to copy down all my meal plans so that one day they can at least say, oh, I'm going to make it just like mom made it, you know, this this recipe, this thing.
1: They'll probably never do that with my three-ingredient meals, but other things maybe.
0: It's, it, it makes me want to pull out my phone more. It makes me want to film more. It makes me want to just capture things that I've always been like, What's the point? I'm never gonna go back and look. But you know what? Maybe one day I am gonna go back and look.
1: No, I tell the girls about that all the time. Like I try to do something right away in the when we do when we go somewhere. Like yeah. right away and at the very end. Yeah. And in the middle I don't use a phone. But that way at least something's documented that we were here and this is what we did together. Yeah. I and mean, I hope that, that a little bit that this is what this podcast does too is just maybe not us for our kids, but just a place for people to feel that community and yeah. feel like they're not alone, even if they're in a small, hundred, you know, hundred thousand
0: town. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because the t- husband wrote a message saying, "I lie in bed and I feel like my right arm has c- been cut off. Except I realize that would be far more preferable. I can't fathom. I can't even fathom. I don't want to fathom. But I love this family and I hope." I hope that whatever little money I can send on whatever little money other people can send helps them because those kids are, you know, their hearts are broken now. You're listening to the Mother Effin Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu.
1: It finally happened. It finally happened that Chris had his Beckett moment. What's the
0: Beckett moment?
1: We have friends who have a kid named Beckett who is about six days younger than Jackson. It is hard hanging out with them. We don't hang out with them often. They're really, really, really busy anyways. um, And it's hard because it's just, you have a side by side comparison. Sure. Of where he should be. Right. And I, one of the first times we hung out with them, actually the last time we hung out with them, because I can't emotionally handle it. <laughs> um, It just really hit me hard of, like, where he isn't and where he should be and whatnot. And that came out with the uh, the whole joke of (laughs) – my my son's dick joke came out of that whole thing, Mm -hmm. right? So something good came out of it. But anyway, so Chris yesterday dropped Jackson off at school, and he sees all these other little four-year-olds and five-year-olds, you know, just going, Mom, their lunch goes here, and the snack goes here, and this goes here. Okay, bye. I'm going to go play on the playground or – You know, other ones going, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Do I have karate today? Like, just four and five-year-olds being normal four and five-year-olds. And here, Chris is, like, wrangling the kid to try not to run and then having to, like, guide him at every step of the way to put his snack away and his lunchbox away and all this stuff away. And he was just, like, it was hard for him. Mm. He just totally realized where Jackson wasn't. Yeah. So, he lost it. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of cursing happened. Um. And then he just realized, like, oh, I had the Beckett moment. I had my Beckett moment. He's like, you have it constantly. (laughs) I was like, yes, I do. And he goes, but I had my first really big Beckett moment of realizing we have a special needs kid, and this is how it's going to be for the rest of our life. So I was like, it sucks. Yeah. So we went out and had a drink. (laughs) That's what we could do.
0: I mean, even kids, you know, not to steal the thunder of Chris's story, but even with ours who present neurotypical, I mean, it's every step of the way. We're still telling them every morning, like, brush your teeth, wash your face, brush. Like, they just can't. They'll roll out of bed confused. They literally sit on the edge of their bed, unsure of what to do first thing in the morning. And I'll have to get over the intercom and be like, put on your clothes. uh oh, uh, oh, uh, you know. And then, like, they'll stand, they'll, like, literally, they look like, I don't know if you ever played the game The Sims. Where you have these little people, like you're supposed to, like yes they just their life. sit there they, yeah. if you don't move them. So they'll just be thinking, literally the other day just standing in their room, not even looking at each other. It was so bizarre. They were just looking at their bookshelves, just standing. I'm like, what are you doing? Come downstairs for breakfast. Oh, you know. And then they came downstairs and they had their breakfast. I'm like, now what do you have to do? Uh, uh go to school. And I'm like, no, you need to go get your lunch out of the back fridge. Come on. And so every step of the way, still reminding them what they need to do, where you need to be going. Have you done this? Have you checked that off? And the goal, you know, after reading that book, The Power of Habit, is we're trying to get them to do things in a certain order every morning. Cause there's an example in that book of a guy who had a brain injury and could not form short term memory anymore. Like long term was fine, but his short term would just That's just Jackson. Gone. Jackson's short term memory is crap. So in it he talks about how this guy though would go on a walk with his wife every morning. She would walk him around the neighborhood and always follow the same path. And one day he got out and she freaked out because she's like, he has no short-term memory. He's not going to know where he is. But following that same path every day, that's all he did. He just followed that path. And as long as the path was cleared, he could do it. And all the neighbors on this path knew him. So if like a tree branch fell or something was in the way and he got a little confused, somebody would come out and say, no, 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 you got to go this way. And then he could continue on his path because the neurological connections had been made about the routine. So his body could just, you know, like when you drive in a car and you don't remember how you get there. Yeah. His body just went on autopilot. So the goal every morning with the kids right now is to talk them through the exact same steps every morning. You get up, you change your clothes, you eat breakfast, then you go brush your teeth, then you wash your face, then you do your hair. And the hope is that we can get them to a point where they go on autopilot and can do it themselves.
1: Yeah, that's what we do with the girls, too. Like, the girls have gotten really good because this is our third year of doing mm-hmm. it, where they wake up, they change
0: their underwear,
1: <laughs> um, they get dressed, they put their shoes on, and then they sit down and have breakfast. Yeah. And then You put shoes snack. on in your house, Patty? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> is this another another quickie? Yeah, I'm, who cares? Germs are germs. Okay, anyways. Um. But yeah, it's like the same routine over yeah. and over again, and same with bedtime. It's like we brush our teeth and yeah. do our hair and this, you
0: know? I just wonder if Jackson, if, you know, doing it consistently, like, this is yeah. how it's going to be. Maybe in the new house, that's what's going to be great, too, is that there really is less of a, he's got a private space that you can kind of set up a routine that's a little bit easier.
1: Completely. The yeah. new the new place is going to allow us to have so much freedom of him being able to do these things. Like, he yeah. wants, he's happy outside, but I can't yeah. leave him outside by himself. But in the new place, it's only one floor. Yeah, He can't get out. He's not going to be able to get out. Mm -hmm. When we understand, we're going to make that happen. And it'll be easier for me to check on him because there's not going to be a neighbor coming in with a a car. There's not going to be a neighbor yelling at him about plants. There's not going to be anything. I can just check on him every five minutes to make sure, you know, he's not eating dirt. But if he's eating dirt, who cares? Anyways, yeah. yeah. We're definitely having some new routines. We set a new routine up for the girls this year that's really working. Because every night they usually get their clothes out for the next day, mm-hmm. and instead I bought five like shoe bins of from Sterilite, you know those regular yeah. plastic bins, and they do it all on Sunday night, and they put their yeah. five days of clothes all in a row, and they have it stacked up against the wall, and then in the morning they just pick the one yeah. one they want. They still get choice because they can pick whatever five. They're not labeled. Yeah. I was going to label them, and then I realized no, this gives them more choice if they decide to do something else. Anyways, and then they pick what they want and then they put it on and then they put that empty one on the bottom. And then now it's also showing them how many days are left of school mm-hmm. because it's, they're seeing it go down. Yeah. Like they're seeing, they're like, Lexi today was like, we're in the middle. It's now smaller than before. Like it's, <laughs> we only have two more days. You know, like they're yeah. seeing, they know how much more until. Yeah. That's great. Which is awesome. It's been working. So yeah, routines are definitely something that we're going to have to put yeah. in place for a whole lot for Jackson.
0: Yeah, that's it, it was interesting in reading that book of how much was very similar to sort of empowered to connect and the idea of schedule and routine and consistency because you're the whole part about habit forming is you're building new neurological pathways. Yeah. And we talked to Bella this way. Like our kids sound super smart when they talk about their brains, don't they? Because of the things they say. But I thought I think that it's important to talk to them. Well, she's almost 14. Don't talk to her like a baby. She may not fully understand, but how is she ever going to understand if I don't use the words? So I'm going to use the words, and if she's confused, then I'll define the words that she's confused about, but I think it's better to talk to her in a way that she she should understand things. So I said, look, you, here's what's called a keystone habit. You need to change this habit, which for her is going to be doing homework perfectly every night. And she's like, why does it have to be perfect? I said, because it will give you pride of ownership of turning in that homework. You no longer can turn in homework messy. You should want to turn in homework neat and perfect, things spelled perfectly, things written perfectly, your punctuation's in place. I said, you do a scratch piece and then you write it again. I said, here's the the thing you don't realize. Eventually, you're not gonna need that scratch piece of paper. You're gonna do it right the first time. Yeah. But the goal right now, the goal you should be achieving every night is perfect homework, perfect and neat and I mean it's little things that she kind of rolled her eyes at at first like when she was doing her math I said you need to line up not to a margin but along the equal sign because she's starting to do algebra Mm -hmm. I said so you need to do it there because you'll be able to see easier where you make a mistake and visually it it explains what's happening in your process better and now she does it she's like oh you're so right and um yeah beautiful words beautiful words your child saying you are right hasn't happened to me yet the other day she was supposed to do this thing online but her login didn't work yet some of them weren't and i said okay how long was the quiz she's like i think it's like 15 questions all right i said all right i'm going to find a quiz on integers online and you're going to do that instead and you're going to turn that in she's like well but the teacher said if you couldn't log in it was fine i said no 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 we're going to show proactivity you're going to show your teacher how proactive you are and you're going to do it first and you're gonna do it on paper. And so she did it. And because she did her homework perfectly, and I was there the entire step of the way. I didn't walk away from her. Yeah. I walked her through each step. You know, it's not like I don't get to relearn algebra. I'm relearning everything. Oh, yeah. it's the worst. I'm only in third grade. So, so far it's been okay. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, well, at least you only have like two grades to deal with. I've got three going on at one yeah. time. Yeah, the, the, the twin thing makes it easier. Yeah, for sure. So she's, you know, she's doing the algebra, but Actually forcing her to do her homework perfectly and sit and take her time and make it neat in doing it, she ended up being super prepared for class the next day and was able to answer questions, like actually raised her hand to answer questions in class. And because nobody else was answering and she answered like three in a row, her teacher said, well, it looks like we've got an A student here. And she felt so good. She had never been called an A student before. Wow. She had never had her efforts be called A student effort.
1: I really hope it sinks in.
0: I do too. Well, she came home really excited about it. She's like, Mom, you have to hear what happened today, Matt. You have to hear. I said, so what do you think led to that? What do you think led? She's like, well, I think it's because I did my homework. I said, absolutely. And I explained to them, homework, in one of her classes, homework is 30% of her grade. I said, you turn in perfect A homework, you're passing the class, no problem. Then it becomes what... Techniques and strategies do we need to do to help you succeed in class? Yeah, said, but you do your homework perfectly, straight A, perfect homework. You're passing the class, no problem. She's like, okay, so I'm hoping it's starting to sink in, and that she's starting to realize homework it needs to be a, a top priority for her. Yeah, because that's going to give her the success for everything else. That's awesome. But it's it's all about strategy, you know. And it's just, ugh. I really, I can't wait till they're done. <laughs> <laughs> was cool because I'm tired of learning. <laughs> I get it.
1: Yeah. Oh, so tired. We went to the back to school night last night. And the projects that they have this year, I'm just like, oh, man. Oh, I'm going to have a lot of work. What? Why are you going to have work? Because it's like you have a lot of work with Bella doing uh, every step of the way. Yeah, It's, like, mean, it's not like I'm going to do the work for her. She yeah. will do the research. She will figure out what she wants to do. But it's not like I can... Hello, she can't read. If we go to the library, I'm going to have to guide her to where the books are and then look at it and then help her figure out what she needs to read and then help her do the – Yeah, I I mean, it's a lot of work for me to guide her. Just
0: like it's a lot of work for you and Bella to guide Bella. I'm very glad that this new school seems to be less big. Oh, my God. Last year was too many. Like, too many dioramas and art projects for books read. Like, stop trying to make book reports fun. I don't want book reports to be fun. I want them to be easy. Just make them write something about it but everything was like oh build a poster with a, your favorite quote and blah 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 i'm like oh why why do i have to do this if zandi can
1: do what the what her projects teacher is expecting her to do yeah she's going to make some huge leaps yeah and it's really interesting how they do it cuz they really they only have like three major projects the whole year that's not bad But they're major projects. Like the last one, she literally does a 15 minute presentation in front of everybody. That's cool. And has a a speech pre memorized and all that stuff. So she does all the research, she does all the reflection, she does all that stuff and then presents it on a topic that she chooses. So hopefully, probably about like dolphins or something. But whatever, I'll learn a whole hell of a lot about dolphins. I, but the, they they break it down into baby steps. Yeah. like They literally help them go. Okay, where are you at? And then they check in, going, where Where are you? Do we need what What do we need to do? Do yeah. you need more home help at home? Do you What do you need to do? Because they have a no homework policy, but mm-hmm. their homework policy is kind of like, but if you don't do it in class, you do it at home. Yeah. Like you can't not do it. Yeah. So it's one of those things, like, well, we need we need help then. We need help support at home then. What are we going to do at home to help with it? You know. So it's it's going to be quite amazing the- if she can actually do it but we have things in place I think they're gonna help her a lot
0: the success we had with Tony and Anna Bella was a lot harder to do with this and I'm hoping this year we can get Bella on track but Tony and Anna have become very successful at doing these long-term projects and getting them done and what we always did, I project managed them. And I taught them how to project manage.
1: And that's what the school teaches them. Yeah. The school basically teaches them how to do that yeah. stuff, break it down, figure out your due dates, so that you're at a certain part at a certain time and like what you need to do to get where. Yeah.
0: Well, I let them have a lot of control over that information. So this is just a tip for other parents because maybe some other parents out there don't have schools that that give them the project management guidelines. But when you set it up, let's say you have a month to do a project or even a week build in where each day or at each week their objective goal is supposed to be. So I think my daughter at one point, she had to do that stupid poster for a book and she had a week to do it. And I said, okay, so on this day, you need to select all the text information you're gonna put on the poster. On this day, I want you to sketch out what you want to be on the poster. On this day, we're gonna go look up pictures of the items that you want so you can trace and overlay them onto the poster so they look great. And on the final day, you're gonna color and draw and put it all together. And for my son, he had a a six-week project where he had to come up with a game. He came up with the greatest game in his game elective class. Like, his teacher was so impressed. Everybody wanted to play it. But that's because in that six-week period, we built in, okay, you're going to sketch out what the game plan is going to look like. Now we're going to play it, and we're going to see where we have issues. Now we're going to da-da-da-da-da, and we're going to do this. And we worked through everything and had timeline goals that they have to meet but if you break it up into these smaller chunks, it becomes much more manageable for the kids.
1: And then you're not doing it the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the. Yeah, you could totally see projects where the parent did it and the. <laughs> the oh yeah, where the, the, the number one thing
0: it. is you can tell my kid does all their projects. On their oh own. same here. You know, it's their, their abilities, but they've learned how to do it. So now Tony and Anna are no longer overwhelmed with these long-term projects.
1: I'm super, yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense to do it the way you would do it in life. You know? Like, yeah. you're, you're not going to... Yeah. It just makes a lot of sense. You're. I thought of you last night at the mm-hmm. practice school night because of two things. One, mm-hmm. w- in Miss Lexi's class... Miss Lexi. What do I call Miss Lexi? One, in Lexi's class, her teacher gives all the kids a planner.
0: Oh, yeah. That's and the And so
1: they're already learning these organizational skills and putting everything in one spot. And... He, she plainly says this is for the projects class yeah. and for all your other stuff. So you know where you are and what you're doing and what's going on. And she teaches them how to use yeah. this planner, which I was like, amazing. Yeah. And then the, one of the other teacher, she said three things that I thought were amazing. And one of them, I was like, Heather would love this. <laughs> she just wants to teach them organizational skills. Yeah. She goes, because if they learn them now, then their life will be a lot easier Mm -hmm. in high school when they're having four or five classes versus just three. And then in life, when they have, you know, everything. Yeah. So she's like, let's start it now. So she is all about organizational skills. She also has a growth mindset of like, you can't now yet. You know, like you can't do it yet. Like she has really wants to push them into like believing they can do it and working on their strengths. And the last thing she goes, kids aren't taught to take notes anymore. They're not. (laughs) She goes, so I teach them how to take notes. You have to. So I immediately was like, that's amazing, Heather. And then I was like, my kid can't even read and write. So this will be interesting.
0: But I think you'll find out how when you have notes, it actually becomes like learn how to take notes. It makes everything easier because you already have the process set in mind. Again, you're back to like a habit. You know what you're supposed to do the moment you sit down. So that makes things that seem scary and overwhelming less scary and overwhelming because you're like I know what I need to do I know I'm gonna open this book and I'm gonna do the following things
1: I'm I'm excited that she's yeah. gonna have her next year because I was like well maybe we'll learn to read and write this year so we can gonna <laughs> do the notes next year no I totally get yeah. it like it's gonna be amazing they're gonna be in a good spot yeah to do it. and with projects they're gonna have to learn to take notes yeah and also, I just don't know how I don't know how we're gonna scaffold them this year with literally not being like they physically can't write the notes.
0: Like, I they think are not the so teacher I'm, will help. I, I'm well, sure we're gonna something. have to figure out
1: some way of like text to talk kind of thing, yeah. maybe where they learn how to type a little bit better so mm-hmm. they can type keywords and then can type yeah. like text to talk the rest of it. You know, they were going to school with a tablet now, yeah, and a reading pen, which basically like reads the words for mm-hmm. them. So they'll be able to do a lot more in their project yeah. class and their math class. And then we're gonna definitely put some rules in literacy class, because yeah. you know. <laughs> You're not gonna be able to have a pin read for you the rest of your life. Yeah. But I think just trying to figure out what's what's gonna work to help sure. them and not feel like they're different too. Like they're different, yeah. but not feel left out or like that they're stupid. Like doing it in a way that's like just death, death of death. Doing it in a way that it's scaffolding for their weakness in yeah. this area, but not being detrimental to their social skills and like where the way their peers look at them and that kind of stuff.
0: I think it's interesting in that I got the kids er, uh, later in life because we're very much like, you're different. You did not have the foundational levels that every other student in your class had, which may not be totally true in public school. In private school it was, but in public school it's probably not. I said, you did not go to school consistently for the first nine years of your you know, life. Well, you wouldn't go to school that entire time, but the, for the first four years you should have been in school You had no consistent education. And I tell Belle, I'm like, you came to us illiterate and had no idea. You could recognize a number, but you didn't know how to do addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. I said, to see the growth that you have, yes, you're under your reading level. You're three years behind. When you came to us, you were six years behind. Yeah. You're making huge leaps and bounds and actually she didn't start really reading or trying to read until like a year ago i said you you improved four grade levels in one year that's amazing i said it's i said so don't think you're stupid you're obviously smart you're just catching up you just had a rough start yeah and i said so don't get mad about all these things we're putting in place for you to get you caught up be okay with it be okay and and you know just understand where you came from and that's why it is how it is and why it's gonna be different. Ooh, can I say something I'm mad about though? So mad for the IEP. I'm putting this in my letter. I have to send it today for the new IEP.
1: IEP. So I've had
0: three in the next three weeks. Uh so, so her old school does not have a learning center period. You know what I mean? Like there's there's her new school has a class period. Like a study. You go to learn, yeah, like a study hall. hall. Yeah, but her old school didn't because it was junior high, middle school. They just didn't do it. So they did something to force the hand to put her into the learning center, which is that she gets like 260 minutes of uh, assistance and then like 160 minutes per each subject of pullout. So her pullout totals to well over, for reading and writing, over 300 minutes, which is more than a uh, elective study hall for an entire week. So they did that to force them to put her into the study hall. But her school's like, no, um, if her IEP doesn't state that she needs the learning center, she can't go to it. And I so the whole thing I'm writing is she needs her pull-out services now then. You need to be pulling her out. She's been in school for two weeks. She has not had a single pull-out service. Uh, school has started. You need to now begin.
1: Yeah, they usually start second or third week so they should be doing it
0: by now but they're not that's the problem
1: ours when we're on day six so we haven't done it yet
0: but usually it's the third week they start because we have a short week and then a full week so my policy is the iep says to begin with it has to be this way oh yeah they should be doing it you should be doing it from day one
1: and then well it's just hard to schedule all the because you don't know what i don't
0: care (laughs) i'm trying to force them to put her in the learning center
1: (laughs) that makes sense i'm just saying i'm giving giving grace to the schools of knowing that like you don't know what kid's actually going to show up to your class the first sure. day of school. So giving them like a week to schedule when they're going to pull it out because they only have like three teachers to do it all, it seems like. Which
0: is why that there's... Should be a study hall. Yes, no, I no, in. I
1: totally get it. Yeah. Like they should be doing it by week three. Like yeah. this is week three, they should be doing it. Yeah. And that you, you're totally should be writing a letter and saying, pull them out yeah. or put her in a study hall for everyone's convenience.
0: Yeah, which is what no, I wrote so. to her counselor. I'm like, it seems to me that the best solution for this... Is for her to be in study hall, but because it's not in her IEP, they won't do it. So can you request that to be in? The oh, IEP? I'm requesting a new amendment to the IEP. I'm also requesting that they do um, testing for learning disabilities, which means I have to go photocopy another another thing she had from testing because she had a couple areas where she wasn't just low IQ; she was like below IQ level. Mm-hmm. And her the psychologist at the time said, "I'm not gonna." flag this right now, but you should know if in a few years she's still struggling in school, she's have not. them go back and retest. That and it's sense. memory recall, like that's, and we know. Well, she it's
1: has. so hard because you don't know what the trauma is and yeah. you don't know what real is. And then you don't know what the trauma created. Yeah. So it's like this big old muscle blob
0: and all you have is black. Yeah, so she was a little frustrated about that, like having to do testing again, and I said "But Bella, if we find out you have a learning disability, And then we can have things put in place to help you succeed. Isn't it worth it? And she's like, I guess. I was like, it's worth it. Whatever, mom. So I'm going to write it. And I'm going to do that language of like, uh, I expect the IEP within 30 calendar days. Mm -hmm. And I expect to be notified within 10 calendar days of the meeting. So when you write, because I went to get some assistance on this about like what to write and how to write it. But like when you put in that you know the days of how many days they have, They suddenly bump you up to the. Yeah, because they don't want a a lawyer to come in. Yeah. So, uh, and I guess, is it 30 calendar days starting today? Is today day one or is today one tomorrow? That's for for IEP. So, we,
1: it's always been the day of signature, right? Yeah, but if think for my letter submittal. So, when you give it to them, you should have them, you should copy it uh-huh have them date it yours and date theirs and then it starts
0: okay so that would be day one today one I walk if you're
1: in. if you when you walk it in then yeah. today would be day one
0: all right i'm gonna count it as day one and then i'm gonna email everybody and be like uh you know the email like i placed a hard copy well day one would be on.
1: tomorrow they got it and then you would do 30 days in the 30th day
0: so tomorrow's day one yeah okay i just want to put in there the date that i expect this to be done by
1: yeah no it makes complete sense it's sad oh. that we had to do this yeah like I, I feel like we're at a good spot with Jackson's School. Mm-hmm. So the girls are going to different schools. Yeah. And I'm not the girls, the kids. The girls are going to one school. Jackson's going to a different school. Yeah. And I walked in and I was just like crying because I felt horrible being, you know, mm-hmm. having Jackson be <laughs> at a mainstream school with no aid. And I made a comment like, isn't it sad that he has to fail in order to get his the things that he needs to succeed? Yeah. And she kind of looked at me and was like, he doesn't have to fail. And I looked at her and was like. I know how IEPs work. Yeah, you have to justify. Yeah, what you're gonna give, especially an aid that costs forty thousand yeah. dollars. Like you're not gonna just be like, yeah, she needs an aid because mom said so. Like, yeah, you're gonna justify the safety of the other kids. You're gonna justify him. You're gonna justify all of it so that you can justify going to your board saying this kid needs thirty thousand. Yeah, you know, forty thousand dollars, whatever. And she was like, oh, yeah, but he won't fail, fail, <laughs> 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 kind of thing. But like, what? But she now yeah. knows. Like, no, I get it. Like, I yeah. understand what the process. And when they yeah. know you
0: understand, it's like they take you more seriously because yeah. they know you understand. Oh yeah, I'm gonna write out the full thing too about what she's supposed to be getting for in class assistance, I and mean, being like, I have heard none of the following things have been happening in all of her classes consistently. Like, she doesn't have preferred seating in every single class. She, uh, none of her teachers are checking her planner, which is in the IEP that they're supposed to do. And we have not received any of the. Homework that we're supposed to receive by email from the teacher. So I'm like, all you of these things have need the to be. Teachers initial the planner so you know that they saw oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's like, they don't look, they don't check. And I'm like, they're supposed to every single day. Every single day, your teacher's supposed to review it. So I'm going to put that all in the IEP too, like the letter saying, I need all of this to be followed. Yeah, it's hard to take your emotions out and not
1: come guns a blazing because you want to be a team. So there's cooperative, but
0: at a certain yeah. point, it's like. But I'm already like, irritated with the school because when I walked but in you can't walk in like that no well I walked in nice I'm like hi I just want to introduce myself to the head of the special ed like you know I have my daughter coming yes. because they wanted to reject her immediately again because they saw ed as her reason emotional disturbance and I had to go no, no no wait read through it she does not have outbursts it's internalized and read through the whole packet and you'll see she does not cause problems in class she does not have outbursts. The worst thing that's going to happen is she's not going to be able to concentrate. And she's going to get the you know, frustrated. Academics and yeah. academics is what yeah. she's going to, what you're there for. But like, that's the problem is that the moment they see ED, because it's on the first page, they're like, oh, we don't do, I'm, I'm like, no, 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 she'll be fine. Read through the, the thing. Read through the packet.
1: Do they really have a right to just say, we don't do that and send you to another school?
0: If your kid is having outbursts in our area of LAUSD, there are specific schools for kids with emotional disturbances. And this is how I found it out. It's because the first one, Lawrence, that we went to, rejected her, immediately saw it, and said, nope, she has to go to Columbus. So I went over to Columbus, and the woman there was so kind, she read it, The the school psychologist, she's like, did they read it? And I said, no, they just looked at the front page. She's like, yeah, have them read it. And from now on, when you go to a school, if they start to reject you, say, read it. She said, because your daughter's emotional disturbance does not qualify for the school. She's like, our students literally throw chairs in class. She's going to become terrorized by these kids she needs to be general ed and they need to understand that other accommodations need to be made because she can't concentrate oh,
1: what an angel yeah i love it when someone actually speaks the truth and tells you how to advocate and everything
0: yeah. so then we went back to lawrence and they were like fine we'll take her. <laughs> So dicks about it so i went here and again they were about to reject I'm like no, no no read it read it through she's fine and i said i'd like to meet the special education office and talk because i had been leaving messages all summer to talk to them like, can somebody call me back, please, about, do you have special day classes? Can you tell me about ASL? Can you tell me about blah, 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 blah? Like, all these things that I had questions on, they would not call me back at all. So I walked in just to get clarifications on those. I was like, okay, I just have some questions. And she was answering, and I was going through. i like, okay, I'm, and I just said, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to set her up for success. And she goes, chill out, mom. She'll be fine. And I was like, excuse me? Really? I, I didn't get, I got a little irked. I was like just trying to do what's best for my kid. I want her to succeed in life. But I was like, you just told me to chill out because you have, she had a bag on. She was leaving early. Like they're not supposed to leave until like 4.30. It was one in the afternoon. She wanted to bail. And I needed questions answered, which if you'd call me back at any of my 10 messages, could have resolved most of these over the phone. Yeah. But you didn't want to. So now I'm here and I'm asking you face to face. And you're annoyed because I have a lot of questions. And then you tell me to chill out. And these weren't annoying questions like, um, is her aide a female? Is her, you know, when she gets pulled out with blah, 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 Like It was no question like that. It was, do you have special day classes? No. Okay, do you, uh, which they didn't. I said, great, she'll general ed. I said, what, uh, can she take ASL as her second language? I'm like, Ugh. you know that's more paperwork. And I was like, listen. <laughs>
1: And it's worth it. I yeah. Foster care is paperwork. Adoption yeah. is paperwork.
0: We're fine. probably I wanted to be like, listen, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know paperwork. I can autopilot through most of it. But I... She was so annoyed with all the questions I was asking. So annoyed. And I say, can she take preemptive classes in the summer? Let's say she passes all of her classes. Can she take PE over summer so she doesn't have to do that here? She can have options to have an elective and do all these other things. And she just was like, "Not, I don't, um, you have to check with her counselor. You'll have to blah, 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 like passing things off. Uh, and I'm like, you're her special ed counselor. You should know. Yeah. These are things you, you should, should know. You should be like,
1: hey, here's a plan that we have and yeah. here's what's going on. That's just, I uh, see, yeah, I'm, I'm happy we chose the schools that we chose because they, all their hearts are really in the right places. they really wanting yeah. these kids to succeed. And even the special ed teacher at Jackson's new school, right, is like, we just got to figure out who he is, what works. What do you know that works? Can he Mm -hmm. give us any tips? I was like, wait, what? You you want my opinion? Like, (laughs) what is this? You know, it's just nice to have people who truly want. Sorry, Ivan. Yeah. uh, Threw me off. Anyways, it's nice to have people who truly want the best for him, you know? Yeah. And not having to fight like that. (sighs) we have nothing in place though because he still doesn't have an aid and i'm like how long can this last yeah because a long time that's what we find out yeah yeah i think today oh i'm not gonna pick him up today but the next time i pick him up i think i'm gonna be like so do we have any word on the iep date because i already have i have three to schedule like do you get i have three ieps to schedule and a house to move (laughs) and i'm working tuesdays and thursdays and yeah do you get this do you get this because i yeah yeah it's just
0: crazy. I get it. I get it.
1: We're doing the best we can with what we got. And I'm glad our kids have us because we're here to advocate for them. And even when we have Beckett moments, and we're going to have and moments for the rest yeah. of our lives. Like, it's just hard having those moments, but I know that we're Chris and I are doing the best that we can with what yeah. we got at that given moment. Yeah. You know? They are lucky to have us, not really, yeah. but we're more lucky to
0: have them. Well, as I told Bella, I will drag her across that finish line of school. Like, if I have to, I will I will get her a high school diploma. I will get it done. Weird. Yeah. This is not going to be. And I told her before high school started, I'm like, this is not going to be fun for you. This is not going to be fun for me. But we're going to do this. We're doing it. And <laughs> in four gonna- years, you're going to have your degree. I can't wait to be there that day. Yeah. I'm inviting myself. You'll have to probably stand outside on the street corner because they have so many limited tickets. Well, well you cut know. your
1: mom out. I can be that. I can be, I can be grandma.
0: <laughs> I think it's like three tickets per family. something ridiculous. All right. You,
1: Bobby and me. <laughs> I don't see the problem here. I well, mean-
0: we have to see what school she goes to because we are still in the mood to switch for next year.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Because I want to move to You're going to be stressed out about, no, you're going to hire people to move. So be oh, fine. yeah. Fuck that. But, come on, guys. <laughs> Come get everything. Do you ever feel like sometimes this doesn't sound the weirdest thing, but being a foster parent makes you a better advocate for your kids? Because I like feel like I've always been their voice. Like I always had to prove that they were where they needed to be and that they were safe and growing and all this stuff, and and, and voice their concerns when it wasn't good for mom to have three hour visits three times a week and get that down to finally one day a week. Like I felt like I've always had to fight for them and to advocate for them since day one. Because then I go to these other places, I go to like talk to other moms mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, just ask. And they're like, what? You can do that? I'm like, why are you not advocating for your child? But it's like, they're, it's not their mindset. Like they yeah. don't, it's new to them that they have to be their voice for their child in this way. Yeah. when in, That's all I've ever known. Like I've always had to prove and fight for the best for them whether it's getting string cheese in the class or proving that they don't need this many visits with bio mom yeah. or proving that aunt's going to be crazy. Like I've always had to fight for them and be their voice. Yeah. Then it's easy for me now. I
0: mean. And parents, other parents don't know how to do it. This may surprise you, but I think I'm a type A personality. <gasps> <laughs> I remember when I was like a teenager reading this little story snippet thing in like the Reader's Digest. And it was about a special needs child being sent to earth to a mom
1: can my mom cut that out and you sent remember? it to me yeah like, i have it on my fridge and it was like no we need special parents for these kids
0: yeah like the, she's gonna be diligent she's gonna be yeah. moving forward and i think you know as i say you look back on all these things you look at all the connections that happen and you go oh this was how it was always supposed to be you see the plan in hindsight and i look and i go my personality was was ideally suited for foster adopt I can't even imagine what would happen if I had biological kids. Like those poor kids are going to get railroaded and just hate their life. Um, if, I think if I had biological kids now, I'm so worn out. I probably would be the more relaxed parent I need to well, be. Well, you'd probably
1: just parent the same way you would do with them, but they would
0: but they pick have it not up as easier. Much, yeah. well, they would I'm, pick up on it easier. Like
1: They would still have the routine. They would just be able to do it on their own. You wouldn't like have to guide as much. I
0: wouldn't have to, hopefully, who knows, knock on wood. Let's say I had a neurotypical biological child. I wouldn't have to fight the IEPs I wouldn't have to fight the schools I wouldn't have to constantly but she
1: would be more inclined to advocate for him sure in certain ways and I think than other people
0: sure but I think I think I was meant to be a foster mom I think I was supposed to be
1: oh no I totally yeah uh, I was too
0: in meeting Bella's um, counselor he's like it's so rare to see moms like you he's like because I had to tell him a little bit of Bella's story and he goes I can't believe you just didn't get rid of him And I was like, how do you get rid of a kid you love? He's like, no, I get it. He's like, I wouldn't do that if I was in the situation. I would be like you, of course. He goes, but you would not believe how many people I know who get rid of them when it comes out. And there must be kids he's seen.
1: I mean, adoptions go awry
0: all the time. Yeah, And I don't think... Or even in foster care, like going, oh, they have trauma, that's too much. And I'm
1: I'm not... Knocking anyone who yeah. said had to do an no, adoption no, no. disruption because there's so many factors into yeah. it and you need to make the best decision for your family and that could have included yeah. other kids and whatnot because I've had that thought too of like Jackson should have been the only child and it wouldn't have been putting trauma onto the girls oh so yeah so I totally like not I mean, not but like I yeah. mean it happens like there's moments now I feel like I was supposed to I was meant to do this too mm-hmm. and then I get pissed off that I was meant to do this. <laughs> Because I was like, damn yeah. it, why am I this strong and this advocate in this way? Because I, if I wasn't, then maybe I would have had neurotypical kids. You know, like, <laughs> I just started getting into that spiral of like, but I wish I wasn't. You know, yeah. someone once told me that like, God doesn't give you anything you can't handle. But I was like, well, I wish you didn't think I was this strong. Yeah. You know, like, or I could handle this because I don't want to handle this. I mean, you know, and I, I'm obviously I can only handle it because he's with me and he's yeah. helping me and he's guiding me and he's giving me strength and everything. But at the same time, I'm like, can you just not trust me as much? I just.
0: I have a very, you know, je ne sais quoi, I think, attitude towards it. Like, there's obviously a reason and a purpose, and a there's going to be an outcome that's supposed to happen because of all of this. So I just sit back and I ride into it. Like, I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean into the need. I'm going to lean into what I have to do. You know, that's why I've been rocking it as a mom these first few weeks of school. I have made my kids breakfast every morning. Like I've made them breakfast. I have made them lunch. We will transition into them making their lunch with guidance to make sure it's balanced. Um, But I, I don't know. I think you kind of have to lean further. And that's the decision I made is maybe I was a little too hands off last year. Maybe I was a little too hands off with make yourself breakfast. You're old enough. Make a breakfast, you know, make yourself lunch. If you don't want to make a lunch, then you don't eat. Like that's fine. And that's a rationale that we get as we get older. But I'm like, you know what? They're still morons. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to have to help these morons a lot, especially Anna, because Anna was in the free food program. And so she, she would just eat breakfast and lunch at school, um, which I hated. I hated it, but she wouldn't, if, if, even you know, if she took a lunch, she'd eat a double lunch. And I'm like, you don't need a double lunch. Yeah. So this year she's not part of She could be part of it, but I didn't tell her that. So <laughs> I'm like, we're just going to make your lunch and you're going to take it to school. But it's, they've been eating their lunch consistently I know they're getting fresh vegetables for lunch in a way that they like them. I know they're getting fresh fruit that they'll eat. Yeah. Um, I know they're eating a healthy meal. When they come home, they still have their salad at night. They still have a cooked vegetable. they are so, so good. Well, I think that they're getting what they need to to survive a little bit. Yeah. And then in the morning, they're getting a little caffeine. Now they can't live without their caffeine. Uh, I'm keeps like, me awake, mom. It keeps me awake. And I'm like, all right, good. Totally doesn't. It's just no. a mental thing. But hey, what anything to make them feel safe? It does. And but I think really what's keeping them better in school is the fact that I make sure they have a protein and a carb every morning before they go to school. Yeah. Like we have you get a balance, so you have a protein, a carb, slow release of sugars into your system. You can learn better.
1: That makes complete sense. I'm still fighting that with Jackson. Yeah. There's a fine balance of letting them be independent and teaching them and guiding yeah. them and being a mother and taking care of their needs. Yeah. And that's where I feel like Chris and I are good that we're both opposites in that way because yeah. he's like, why would you do that? They can do that themselves. And then a part of me is just like, but we still make their lunch and do these things. And I'm like, well, I want them to know that I'll be, yeah. always be their mother. And then a mother takes care of their needs. Yeah. I'm and be, this is a need that they need to get taken care of right now. And that's fine with me.
0: I'm going to be honest. On the weekends, I've decided I'm going to be hands off again about breakfast and lunch. Like, look, on the weekends, you can make yourself some oatmeal. On yeah. the weekends, you can make a PB&J.
1: That's funny because I've been, the girls make breakfast every Saturday morning. And they like uh, it. They like yeah. making bacon and eggs and doing whatever they're mm-hmm. doing. And then I make something else on Sunday. Yeah. But I give them one day a week where I'm like, no, you cook. You're good. You're fine. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. It's a, ba- it's a fine balance because you want to be that mother, but it you is. also want to give them its independence. And so you, you felt like you swayed one way last time. And now you're kind of getting back in the middle.
0: I think so. I think so. And I think it's, you know, reading those self-help books this summer, <laughs> I think we're very helpful. And I'm like, you know what? If I want them to create healthy habits and routines then I have to initialize them. They're mm-hmm. not going to be able to do oh, it Oh, no, own. they're not. So I'm going to initialize it, and I'm going to make it to the point, because this is the whole point of a habit, is that if you don't do it, you become uncomfortable. Mm. Like brushing your teeth every morning. Like people learn, you don't need to have minty toothpaste. You don't need to have bubbling toothpaste. Like that's unnecessary. But we do it because it makes our mouth feel clean. And we've put it in our head that we feel clean with our bubbly, minty toothpaste. And... I don't know about you, but if I don't brush my teeth in the morning, I I don't feel great. And then at night, I can't even go to sleep if I haven't brushed my teeth. It doesn't matter how tired I am. In the morning, I, I get At night, whatever. But I just, I have to. And, I, and when I was reading that book, it was so eye-opening. Like, yeah, and I totally get that. It makes sense to you. uncomfortable. It's, and it makes sense with the, how the brain operates yeah. and wanting to do those things. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I'm trying to build habits into them that when they become adults will be uncomfortable to not do. That's awesome. It'll be uncomfortable for them to not have a balanced lunch. It'll be uncomfortable to not have a salad before dinner. Heather, you are rocking it. I know. What's
1: going on? <laughs> I love it. I love the Heather rocking it as a mom. You were rocking it before, but I Ugh. love that
0: you feel like you're rocking it now. I do. I
1: really feel like you're rocking it because your mom who didn't rock it
0: is out. I think so. I think without having That's... judgment there, I can do whatever I want. Well, and I think you're advice. realizing
1: like, yeah, you can be do it the way you want to without mm-hmm. the judgment. And then you're realizing like what...
0: It's almost like you're giving your kids what you always wanted. Sure. Well, I'm giving them the life I had with Bidney. When I was with Bidney on the weekend, I would wake up to like perfectly cut fruit laying in front of me, like in the shape of a sun or a happy face. Now look, I got three kids. I'm not doing any of that shit. (laughs) But they're waking up to breakfast ready for them. And I'm doing little things because I'm going back to that empowered to connect with the idea of a thousand yeses. Like you need to say Mm -hmm. yes more to your kids in a positive way. So the kids were fighting over what cereal to get and they decided on honey bunches of oats. But re- Bella really wanted honey bunches of oats with almonds. But they they didn't like the almonds, the other two. So she, she was like, fine, it's fine. But she says to me in passing, like, Mom, if we happen to have almonds in the house, like these little sliver kinds, could you just put some in my cereal? And she said this a week ago when I finally opened the cereal today. And I remembered as I was opening it. And so I sprinkled almonds on top. And when she came down, she's like, you remembered. Yeah. You remembered what I asked. And I said, yeah, I, I put the almonds in there. And she's... She was so happy, and it changed the entire mood. Now, if I hadn't put the almonds in there, it would, have been would she have been, yeah, I don't think she would have started a fight or anything, but I feel like that's a little key moment to her where she goes- You filled her bucket. Yeah. You, you she rem- this- She wealth. remembered. She said yes, and I got what I asked for. And like last night- Which then
1: internalizes, yeah. I'm worth it. Yeah. She loves me, which mm-hmm. means I'm safe. Yeah. We're good. And the more you do that, the, yeah. the better they are.
0: So especially with Bella, I've been trying to do these subtle little- yeses more that must regardless. be hard it is because she asks a lot and some of it, <laughs> some of it's like no 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 <laughs> but there are other things like um I had a craving for pancakes last night I'm like i want pancakes but I was like I don't want to go to IHOP or Denny's because it's so expensive and I had to go to Target anyways for a couple other things so I went and I just bought pancake mix and she's like oh you know what I love with pancakes is hash browns could we get hash browns tonight and I was like we eating pancakes it's not like we're having the healthiest of dinners tonight fine let's just get hash brown patties and let them have that she's like we're getting them and I'm like yeah she's like oh my gosh that's my favorite kind of breakfast pancakes with hash browns oh I'm so happy thank you mom thank you and I was like it's worth a you know they had already had cucumbers and Grape tomatoes for lunch. Well, and and it costs you $3. Like that's
1: whatever. Your child just had a memory of you saying yes to her and she's feeling loved and she's feeling worth it, which is going to make a huge
0: difference. Yeah. So I'm just trying to be better that way. You know, that we meet them every day after school. Like my husband will walk Bella home, but he meets her with a cold bottle of water and a Nutri-Green bar. So when she walks home, she's not starving anymore. She's early. She's at 1030 in the morning. Yikes. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) That is crazy. Why is it so early? She's like, Mom, I don't get a nutrition. They don't get nutrition. They go the first three periods every day. Oh, my goodness. First three periods, then lunch, and then the final three.
1: I don't know how that's going to happen. I'm not to write in their IEP
0: that they no, have to have a meal every single a I meal, <laughs> a snack every single That break. definitely not was not the way I went to high school. Definitely not. Like No. When I was in high school. I And I think this is something new with the school because I know for certain they switched their Tuesdays. Their Tuesdays were always short days. And last year, because I would always be like, damn it, because Anna would – get out of school early on Tuesdays too, I would get stuck behind the huge swarm crowd of them all leaving on Tuesday. Yeah. And I'd be like, damn it, I forgot. (laughs) Like, don't go this way on Tuesdays. Um, I think they made a whole switch with their bell schedule this year. Because now on Tuesdays, they start later in the day. They start at nine o'clock versus early Mm -hmm. and end early. They start at nine and end at 2.43. So, but I found that all the kids get really hangry. Oh, yeah. So we meet them with a cold bottle of water. Um, and it's a reusable bottle. They have, And that's one of their responsibilities every night is you need to refill your bottle and put it in the fridge. Yeah. So it's waiting there for me to pick it up.
1: The girls make their own oh. snacks so that they will eat it. Because yeah. if I make it, they'll be like, I didn't want it. And yeah, like, oh my goodness, you had it yesterday.
0: And now you don't want it today. So now they just pick their own snacks. Yep, yeah. I'm pretty happy about it. And I found that if 75% of their lunch is something that they want, and maybe this is also because my kids are older, they'll eat the 25% they don't really want. Yeah, we're still, the,
1: the lunch vegetable things is still yeah. something that we're working through and working on. But we've done the yes thing yeah. too of just really trying, like, I, I have to train myself to be like, before I say no, going, is this a no because I'm lazy? Yeah. Or is this a no because it really is a no and it's going to mm-hmm. be detrimental? Or is this a no that I can say yes because it doesn't really matter? Yeah. And honestly, 90% of the time, it's because I'm lazy. <laughs> And then you five- think that that's the reason? You're like, oh. oh, damn it. They want to paint. And I'm like, oh, but I don't want to clean up all the paint. And I don't want to, yeah. meh. You know, but I have to watch Jackson so he doesn't yeah. get it on the couch. Like, it's just, I'm like, I But it's now a lot in your new work. house,
0: you can put him outside and oh, then hose them off.
1: It's going to be so nice. <laughs> oh, It's going to be so nice having space to be like, no, outside. Do you, outside, have, do you outside, have porch? Outside. Yes. And it already has a cover, you know? Oh, it. perfect. Then you can be like, then, on the porch. On the porch, it's gonna be yeah outside on the porch. Go for it, go for it. Mm-hmm. And We're gonna have outside toys and inside toys, so that's gonna be awesome. Because right mm-hmm. now we only have inside toys yeah. that go outside, that come back up inside all muddy. Yeah, so it's gonna be great. Um, but what was I saying? So now I have to check myself and going, okay, okay, this is because I'm lazy. Yeah, crap. Okay, yes, we can do it. Yeah, and like get myself doing more things for them and saying yes more often. And then, then when I say no, they're able to accept it easier because I've yeah. had all these other yeses. We had ice cream all the way. Uh, On the way to school. (laughs) Because Jackson hadn't eaten anything. He refused to eat. And I needed him something. He wanted to eat ice cream. And I was like, girls, Jackson wants ice cream. You want ice cream with them? He's like, really? (laughs) He's like, yeah, it's the first week of school. We should be celebrating that we got out on time. And Chris was like, if we get ice cream, we're not going to. So they each got a little scoop of ice cream. They ate it in the car while we drove to school. But if you think about it, ice cream is what? Milk. Milk. Sugar. we (laughs) We use maple syrup. Oh, that's true. So really, it's just milk and maple syrup. It's like yogurt without the probiotics. They eat yogurt all the time. Yeah. It's just frozen. So anyways, yeah, saying the yes makes a huge difference. It does. And I think foster care, I think, has put Chris and I on the same page a lot more. Mm -hmm. And it's caused us to advocate a lot more. And we talk things through so much more. Yeah. Consciously and like with intention that it's actually made us better parents. That's And then now with the advocacy and just realizing other parents don't know that, I'm like, wow, I guess it is better. Good that my kids were homeless for the first nine months. (laughs)
0: I think what's been interesting about starting these new habits with the kids and new routines is that I wrote on our giant chalkboard pantry, um, you know, the day of the week and then a room. So, like, Monday is kitchen. And I said, look, guys, when we work together, we get stuff done a lot faster and things get done cleaner, neater, quicker. So, like, on Monday, it's going to be the kitchen. The whole family, and I looked at my husband. I was like, Bobby, you too. (laughs) I said, we're going to spend seven minutes cleaning up the kitchen. That's taking out trash, wiping down counters, going through the fridge. Yeah. I said, if all of us work together for seven minutes, the kitchen will be perfect. I mean, it won't be perfect, perfect, but it'll be pretty perfect. It'll be Patty perfect. It won't be Heather perfect. It'll be pretty perfect. I mean, I I think you can do a lot because my, first of all, my kitchen's not that big. That, you know, one person cleaning down the counters, wiping down the inside of the microwave, like it's going to make it nice. And I said, I want the house to be neater and cleaner. So if we do this... Where every day all of us will move room to room and spend seven minutes organizing and cleaning. Yeah. And honestly, it'll probably be even less than seven minutes with all the things that I need to do. Well, once you get used to it and get it keeping up, and then it's then all of a
1: sudden they're going to be like, "Well, if I put this away now, then I have to do it later." Like, like you said, the habits progress the other good habits and whatnot. That's I mean, we do that with cleaning before we watch movie night on Fridays. Mm -hmm. Is we spend twenty minutes all cleaning it together. Yeah. And it never is more than 20 minutes it's no it's no, no. less than 20 minutes and everyone takes like a room yeah and I'm usually with one of the girls at one point and the other one can do yeah something else and then I usually go to that one um and Chris is always the kitchen but yeah I mean those little habits that you can mm-hmm. do and you're being together and there's a family then you have a family yeah. unit and you're all coming together doing something and then it makes you even co- more cohesive yeah Co-ho-sive? cohesive <laughs> cohesive 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 as a family
0: yeah it makes sense yeah uh,
1: we're doing well. I'm going to, so. I'm going to,
0: we're doing well kind of spot with family right now. I just, I recommend, I know it's only been like three weeks, but I really recommend that Power of Habit book. I'm thinking about getting it. Because it's and it's not a self-help book. That's the surprise. There's no self-help in it at all. It's really just about what habits are and how they're made and how to build a good habit and how businesses have done it, how people have made societal changes with habits. But really it's all about how to build them, like how they're built, not even how to build them what they do in your brain, how you get used to doing them, you know, consistently.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a that's the way the brain works, though. You do something consistently and creates a new pathway, and then it's a positive pathway versus a negative pathway yeah. that our kids
0: have. I also bought that book, Seven Highly Effective Habits for Teens. Mm, I have the adult one. I, uh, haven't, I haven't bought workbooks. I bought the workbooks for each three of the kids. Well, but I'm like, this is a lot. Like, I was looking through, I'm like, oh, this is a lot more work than just... Like, I let's want sit to down my, one evening.
1: There's a growth mindset journal for kids, mm-hmm. and I want to get that one. I'm thinking about yeah. doing that for Christmas. Or maybe I their lot, birthday.
0: I got a lot of stuff to do this week for Sunday, so we'll see. What's happening Sunday? Well, Sunday's when we initiate the new, like, chore plans and everything. Mm, gotcha. And, um, and uh, visual, I, I always laugh at people like, vision boards? But I'm going to have the kids make vision boards for, like, their month. Like, here's your vision board for the month. what, sh- what do you What do you want to do? Yeah. What do you want to succeed in? And uh, our, our and monthly meetings. Yeah. They tend to be monthly. They're supposed yeah. to be weekly. <laughs> that's the other goal is to get down. Yeah. This
1: house thing threw us through our loop, though, because it's like we're so slimed. But doing those, that's what we do in the Slimed week. or slammed? It's both. I'm, <laughs> my house is so gross. I was cleaning something yesterday behind something that hadn't been cleaned since I moved in. Oh, it was God. slime. Yeah. But we're slammed too. Yeah. So, but yeah, these good habits to get into and these monthly meetings yeah the weekly meetings have helped us do that like create a vision like not we don't call it a vision board but like create what do they want to do this month what are they going to work on this week and it's a baby step it's not forever it's just one little week they can handle one little week you know so we have to i had to keep incorporating that we're doing good though i'm proud of us heather yeah i'm proud of us
0: The Mother F'n Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at motherfnpodcast.com.